His arm is like a claw machine. <laughs> he stole it out of a claw machine. He loved, arm. that's his tragic backstory. <laughs> Is that he went to an arcade and never won, so he broke so, open the so he, claw machine that <laughs> stole his arm, <laughs> stole its arm, made a part of him. Yeah. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Batch. I'm Julia. And I'm Becca. We're best friends and lifelong Star Wars fans, and this is a Star Wars The Bad Batch fan cast. And this time we're reviewing episode 10 called Retrieval. Hell yeah. I feel like I say that every every time. It's like, hell <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. I don't know how to respond. It's, it's an episode. It's an app. It's an app. It's an app. Um, Congratulations. It's, it's an, an app. app. Uh, I like that last week we were talking a lot about like, wow, I'm so excited to have an episode that's like a two-parter over two weeks and like, wow, we get to guess. Well, okay. This is like the first of, I guess it's not the first because we had- um, We've had two-part episodes. That's true. It's I just their one that. week. I'm confusing it because we did a one-part episode, I yeah. think, with both of those Yeah. Um, last season. But yeah, I guess this is our second. I like that they're kind of sticking to this formula of like- I mean, I'm assuming this will be the only two-part episode that we're going to get this season. I like how they're like, yeah. we'll do one two-part every season. <laughs> and it's going to be in the same slot, sort of slot for yeah. the most part. I mean, okay, comparing this two-part episode to last Devil season's Steel two-part. Devil Steel Rescue on Ryloth? Yeah. It, it's just, there's. I guess there's not as much at uh, happening in this. Yeah. Um, I think that's true of this season Yeah. Uh, versus last season because you had that specifically like crosshair being you know, the secondary villain mm-hmm. here. But not to say this was a bad episode. It is not where I thought we were going. Nope. I'm actually really surprised that they do get their ship back. Also surprised. And that Sid doesn't come. Because I feel like leaving them off with last episodes, like Sid being like, I- I'll figure something out. I'm going to hang up on you now. Was really interesting. Uh, and I-, I am looking forward to like, was that laying some groundwork for like, is something she doing else? something yeah. shady that's not going to jive with them? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was surprised about this one. I I was as well. I mean, I think we can call it that it's like, obviously it's kind of another filler. I don't think it's a bad filler. Yeah. I mean, again, filler, I, we, it has to, this season has to be full of something, you know? I'm, yeah. I, I think we've been reading a lot of articles on season two lately that have been like, oh, Bad Batch is just all filler. And I'm like, I have you seen Clone Wars? <laughs> First of all, yeah. Have you seen Clone Wars? <laughs> Second of all, I I am a little surprised that we haven't seen a... Like, we've got glimpses of, like, Rampart and stuff, but, like, we haven't seen uh, Lama Sue at all. <laughs> Yo. What? I just remembered Rampart's in fucking jail. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, where is that little guy? Oh, my God, he's Which in is jail. so interesting because, again, like, it's such a departure from last season where you had this, like, primary villain of, like, Rampart, um, super evil, bad guy, extraordinaire, and then you have Crosshair, who's obviously, like, you know, secondary villain. Um, and now it's just, like, we're not really, like, in, engaging with, like, a villain very much. And our one guy who is the villain I, is in fucking prison. I like that. And we talked about this a, a skosh during this episode, but we've talked about it on this podcast before. The villain has become, like, capitalism and which other is, ills of the world. Which is really interesting. <laughs> like, I feel like the the rhythm of this season is very much, like, last season the Bash decided, like, who they were and what they were doing and kind of, like, had a sense of identity. Uh, kind of had an existential crisis and came to a conclusion on that. You know, we're a family, we're a unit this is what we're doing and this season is kind of just like the like growing pains of figuring yeah exactly what that's like about yeah. um 
I do think that though on like a more positive note, I mm-hmm. think we've seen the biggest change in Omega. And I do think that this episode is very present with that. Like, especially since last, ep- not last episode, but when Echo left. Yes. Like, it's almost like she, not that she doesn't have like a parental guidance anymore. Like she still has the boys, but I feel like Echo was a really big teacher. Yeah. And kind of like, he would constantly make time for like little lessons and stuff. And like, I think Hunter would jump on board with that a little bit, but like, I think it was mostly Echo led, which is interesting now that like, she doesn't have that. She's kind of a little more like in this episode, I think we see her being very like, not like kind of of taking the lead when she's interacting with this uh, one of our new friends that we've met who stole their ship last episode named Benny. Just Benny. Who looks gender non-conforming as fuck. And yeah. I appreciate that. The the non-binary lad Benny. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing whatever they want. To be fair, I don't think we get a pronoun for them at all in this episode. I was I was waiting. I didn't pay it that much attention, but yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I was like, I wonder I don't if know. they're going to give this person a pronoun. And I don't think they did. So, yeah. Yeah. Benny. I mean, they're surrounded by what seems to be a lot of other lads in this in this sort of mine. I, I don't yeah. think I anticipated this being. What I didn't realize <laughs> was going to happen in this episode is that we we're going to get a episode about what? Like, like quasi union child labor practices and like socialism (laughs) yeah i'm i'm curious as to the i don't know what's going on i'm just thinking about like i love at the end that they tie this up so much with just like a bow yeah um i do appreciate that it's a conversation between tech and omega yeah i would Um, say again i like that that as a wrap-up to the last episode yeah because it doesn't it's not like they were like we're gonna have a moment with tech in this previous episode and then forget all about that like they're continuing to be consistent which i appreciate yeah um but i i love so much that it was just like a yeah there are people like the empire but they're also good people like i don't know it was it felt a little on the nose to me Mm. um and I don't know if that's just like a difference between the fact that she's having a conversation with tech and he does tend to say things pretty obviously or yeah. like just matter of fact, like objectively, or if, I don't know, they maybe were struggling to wrap this episode up yeah, I'm in, a, in, an, in a concise way or in a, in, not in a concise way, but in like a meaningful way. Yeah. <laughs> um do you want to yeah let's jump into it run through the episode yeah uh so we pick up where we left off pretty much exactly they are in this sort of a destroyed town abandoned town what looks like a trailer park yeah from far away uh and they are all uh, attempting to repair a single speeder bike and you know are are contemplating how the hell they're gonna get off of this planet right and they're like okay well we can fix this up and potentially take this to the actual like spaceport that's somewhere nearby. And I like that Omega here is the one who comes up with the idea of like, oh, hey, Gonky's still on the Marauder. And they're like, yeah, and? <laughs> uh, like, yes, and? We don't really give a fuck. We have our <laughs> brains on this one problem. And I like that she's like, no, but we can like, we can, we can track him. And I like that Tech is like, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> this is how you should do it. She's like, sick. Let's it do feels it. like he is being a little bit like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna throw yeah, you a bone a little bit, sure. <laughs> just a scush, just a scush, not I in like a condescending way. Like but in like, in the last episode, we we had a conversation about how Omega is just like upset more, and he's like being very understanding, and now he's like, I'm gonna give you some positive reinforcement. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I think it's, it's cute. It is cute. Um, I like that we are getting now. It seems like more solid interactions with Tech, who previously. Yeah. He's like very much a background character. Because like I know we had lumped Tech and Wrecker in kind of the, the I mean like 
a lot of times it was Tech Wrecker and Echo were all kind of like background characters. Yeah, but like she did kind of get some moments with Wrecker, who's just For a sure. more congenial person in general, and yeah. Tech isn't. But yeah, I like that we had this moment with him, and he seems their relationship seems to be a little more. I think I would say even from the the start of this season. We don't get a lot of like specific uh, conversations between the two, but when this season kicks off, it seems like they have spent more time together. Yeah. Even than him encouraging her to continue her studies. And yeah. I was going to say. The ship or whatever the hell she's studying. Yeah. His sort of like weird homeschool She's like, program. finish reading Great Expectations. <laughs> anyway. The Scarlet Pimpernel. Um, uh, yeah. So we get uh, a really short uh a clip of them all riding on the bike together which i wish lasted longer i wish that I thought lasted it was really funny longer and i was uh, honestly a little surprised that they were like oh we're stuck and then she's just like wait i have an idea and they're like oh yeah okay it seemed a little convenient to me yeah again i know i mean <laughs> this doesn't mean this show's bad it's, no it's hard to say bad things about this show and i'm not but um it's it's this episode is kind of strange. I will say, and this is a great thing to note based on, you know, the episodes that we have made and listened to is that I think overwhelmingly we are m- more positive towards this yeah. show. But to be fair, I think this show, even when it's maybe not the most hard hitting, is still fun and enjoyable. Oh, yeah. This this episode wasn't like a slog to no. get through or anything. It was fun and enjoyable. It is just hard to analyze sometimes when it's just like, why did we do this? You know? Yeah. I'm interested to see. It just that whole like kind of convenient like oh yeah we could do that that's yeah. easier. I really expected this episode and I know we talked about this in our last episode but I really expected this episode to be a lot more of like we're stuck in this town we're trying to find a way out we're doing this survival thing and that's creating like some different additional tensions like yeah. I assumed we would have sort of a sister episode to the last episode yeah. in that like it was a little bit actiony but a lot of conversation mm-hmm. and like some character learning and all that stuff because like I don't feel like we really resolve stuff between like Wrecker and Tech besides the fact that there was like a there were big hole jumping and you know yeah slip and slides through caverns etc um and I feel like even at the start of this episode there's maybe not tension between Wrecker and Tech but like it doesn't feel fully resolved (laughs) well I think the more they were going for was like they're in a bad position and they're kind of feeling it which is kind of exactly where they were last episode yeah so yeah I would have I would have maybe preferred an episode that was a little bit more like ah we're stuck we're like literally again stranded in this like weird town I mean they had to get the Marauder back but that could have been like a multi-episode problem yeah I was gonna say I kind of am surprised that they did get their ship back um because I think it would have been like a really good like one-two punch of like Echo left and also we've lost kind of like our only home not forever like I would have expected it to come back later on but like they just don't have any resources right now yeah which is like again why i'm surprised and like i think it's smart to do the thing with gonky obviously and i think maybe we mentioned this in our last episode of just like oh yeah gonky but like yeah it's i i don't know anyway i again that's just me but i like things that are like let's be super emotional um yeah so i would have maybe I would preferred love more... to see these characters suffer a little more yeah um yep, not yep. because we're weird people but that's the, how you get good all story. of the songs in red dead 2 start playing <laughs> like i wish these characters would suffer more no it doesn't but need it to be tragic sort of... but like that's the that's the enjoyment of like watching like characters that you love go through conflict because yeah, like there's growing a, pains yeah there's a victory when they come out the other side like yeah. it's it's a story like what is a story that's just like yeah. people hanging out doing nothing i would have i want 
I wanted, and I know we keep talking about this, we need to keep moving, but like, <laughs> I mean, it's content. Hey, I, I wanted to see like what the other characters' reactions to Echo leaving would be, right? Because we really don't get that much with like Hunter being maybe a little bit more vulnerable and being like, I feel like I maybe like don't have a partner in this who's like yeah. also kind of level-headed. Like, I feel like, you know, like if we got some like, um vulnerabilities with there with like you know he's like i'm the leader but i you know it, it's weird you know losing someone again and like what that feels like to him yeah like oh for sure i want that shit and i feel like being stuck in a town with like limited rations and we don't know what to do is like a great thing that like you know amps up yeah the tension exactly to get to that point right exactly um, um but instead we do meet a sort of a mining town i, I want to call it a company like, town but it's really not child it's just, mining town because it's just run by this one weird guy who's we don't know what he is but he's, he's a guy a, he's sort of a guy um, he's got and a he's got long this like, cybernetic arm yeah i do like that it spins and you do it like a crab it's like a cra- like crab his hands. arm is like a claw machine <laughs> he stole it out of a claw machine he loved arm. that's his tragic backstory <laughs> is that he went to an arcade and never won so he broke just, open the so he, claw machine that <laughs> stole his arm <laughs> stole its arm made a part of him yeah he said i'll show you who's boss claw machine <laughs> who win now claw machine who win now claw machine <laughs> mako anyway so we get introduced to him and he's got a gaggle of lads under his control yeah. um and he's controlling them through capitalism and food scarcity yeah he essentially created i mean we find this out later he created it's like a you scarcity. know he's doing this is the <laughs> moment you meet him it's not like i wonder if that guy's secretly good <laughs> He's very bad. I do kind of appreciate that they did in an interesting way show us, illustrate to us like what a bad relationship looks like, like a potential bad parent relationship of like, hey, sometimes they're dicks and <laughs> they're going to like do that I thing th- where they're going to make you feel like that you need them. So you never leave. Or like the always like promise some kind of like, oh, if you do, if you do better for yeah, me, like yeah, some kind of reward. So um, that's exactly what's going on with our dear boy Benny and yeah. Mako because he brings the Marauder back and it's just like, look what I got for you, Baz. And he's just like, okay, thank you. Yeah, and he kind of just continuously dangles this like, uh, uh, you know, best Mako's number one guy award <laughs> in this face. Um, You're my number one guy. <laughs> Uh, which becomes sort of like a running theme. Uh, we also meet other, we meet other youths. <laughs> yeah, there's just like a gaggle of lads that are sort of uh, running around doing Wako's bidding um, and also apparently uh, working in the mines. That's, I guess, a punishment. Yeah, we also uh, learn that this is like an Ipsium mine. So yeah. the stuff we saw in the last episode, yes. obviously. Um, and I believe uh, Benny introduces us to the concept that Mako has told them that the the quality of that ipsium has been going down which is why times have been tough Mm -hmm. also we get introduced to the fact very quickly that they are all low-key starving yeah um so a bad situation for them i also like the batch comes in here pretty fucking quickly and it's just like give us our ship back i was expecting a little more like you know we have to um stealth our way in or like figure out what's going on yeah because they They just just show up and like apprehend this boy yeah they just show up kind of without much resistance they find this lad and then they're like hey where the fuck is our ship lad and he's like it's down there and then they're like we're gonna hatch an insane plan to get into this big hole which is like classic 
batch behavior batch shit yeah wild progression of events though so that happens and then they essentially like take benny hostage and they're like you're gonna stick with us until we get our ship back jump down this big hole yes, with they us dump they they dump <laughs> they dump them down the big hole <laughs> they um which is i think honestly one of the funnest parts of this episode yeah. was watching hunter like rappel down this hole and then have to like get out of the way because it's a fucking steam vent or whatever yeah it's another sort of like video game mechanic of like get on down there before you get incinerated yeah i do i love too the like camaraderie that we get to experience because there's like a new stranger involved and he's just like you guys aren't gonna be able to do this this is crazy and they're just like are you fucking kidding me like this we've done what we we've, fucking do yeah <laughs> like what we fucking do like how dare do you do i look like <laughs> Yeah, so they pretty quickly, though, get, then get to the Marauder after. And that this is when the sort of split happens between, like, Omega and Benny go to uh, get the ray shields down. And the rest of them are, like, putting their shit back together. Because they were essentially, st- like, stripping it for parts to yeah. sell it. I, I mean, Mako does specifically mention that I think, like, if they tried to sell it wholesale, it would be, like, yeah. way too attention-grabbing. Yeah. So, like, they... It's like what they do with shop shops. Chop shops. Yeah. I thought you said shop shops. <laughs> shops where you shop you know chop shops chop shops yeah that's where i learned that one burn notice, burn notice. <laughs> i think i learned that one from leverage uh, so leverage was sort of my which tv show taught you the most about crime? probably leverage leverage yeah it was a solid show once again this this subject um i'm a burn notice curly and you're a leverage curly yeah that's correct um and it explains a lot about it um <laughs> we talking about oh they're chopping up this ship yes so now we have a a two-part problem which is we need to get the ray shields down so we can leave and then also we need to put our fucking ship back together again i love that they send the children to do this i mean it's obvious because it's a mindful of children so they're like less conspicuous than like three adult men in armor like how the fuck did you get here i think it's really funny that it was necessary for um benny to give omega his i like how he's like you're not gonna fit in looking like that and i'm like she just looks like any one of you she's i'm gonna give you a jacket it's not like she's wearing (laughs) gucci like i mean except for the fact that she has a weapon but that's like okay leave that behind but like her clothing i like how he gives her his jacket to like as yeah as though she's like living in the luxury you gotta give we gotta give you our company jacket Our quarter zip fleece yeah. that has embroidered our logo on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I found that interesting as well. I think it's cute. Um, but yeah, I do also like, I like this interaction here between Hunter and Omega. Because yeah. like, I, I like that, again, this is kind of where we're seeing like her taking charge and like them trusting her a lot more. Absolutely. She's becoming, I mean, again, every step of the way, less of a child yeah. and more of like, you know, yeah. a teenager and, and to be held with more responsibility. But I like that, again, she's earned that and we've seen her earn that a lot in the last season, but also in this season. Yeah, we get to see her, the the fruits of what she's learned and practiced. Yeah. And, and, you know. um, and I love that the conversation with Hunter is like, you go with him, yeah. you know, watch him, keep him in line, whatever. And yeah. it's like, it's never like, mm, are you too young? Yeah. Let me talk about it with the boys. <laughs> Let me run it by them. It's like, you can't because mama is gone. Yeah. You Echo have no is to run no it longer here. By anyone. You don't have that. And now, uh, yeah, I know I do. I do appreciate that he trusts her. It's very good. Yeah. I think we've, I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's nice to see that Hunter doesn't fall into the like sort of tropey category of like the overbearing father. Yeah. He's just kind of like, I don't know, he's learning there are growing pains in that, but like. As much as I really like a, a protective dad kind of figure, sure. I think he's protective in, in the right uh yeah uh occasions where like if there's someone who's like way bigger like he'll step in front of her yeah. i think that's happened a couple times or like i don't know something like that but like this is not like oh you have to be inside all the time and never go outside and like clearly he's like i trust you and like yeah i trust you you keep an eye on him 
we're in this together and it and it does serve to like point to benny that like they're all a team here yeah which is very different from the the lads that he's used to working with yeah. that are all kind of competing for yeah. for sustenance which is again none of their faults but that's his you know life but yeah so they they put the ship together and i was just like oh of course we're gonna have a uh like the hyperdrive's not ready and like we have to yeah classic star wars yeah shenanigans exactly yeah i think that uh I kind of I, I don't know how I feel about this little interlude that like Benny's just like we'll go we'll go in a second we have to swipe this key card and then also like I want to see who top earner is when all the lads are like and like Mako is like telling them how they've been doing that yeah. quarter and who's top earner which we learn later gets like a meal of his own essentially yeah I think it's a little long winded I to, don't know to get to the point to get to the point like a little bit food yeah I think you could have pass this information off a little more especially since like no one talks to omega i was surprised at that because i was like as soon as they sit down to have like dinner or like not dinner but like interact with these people no one is like hey who's your friend yeah i was assuming there's gonna be some pressure exactly um and i was really surprised that that didn't happen yeah um which means it kind of serves for omega to kind of see what is going on in this mine but also we kind of don't see it from her perspective no like she's kind of not we've in had this like a pov a change yeah which i think is interesting because it it feels a little maybe off from like what we have seen previously yeah so that happens and then uh benny is not top earner he is like what the hell i brought you a whole ass ship doesn't make you talk. It's this guy Drake again, who yeah. is kind of like a, a side character in this episode. Yeah, he's kind of like he seems like Mako's sort of like lieutenant kind of guy, like yeah. just like you know, right hand. He's like a little bit older. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously this scene serves to like get them a a plot point, which is that like Benny has to swipe a key card essentially, but like but he does that like really very quickly. quickly. I was gonna say the the fact that this scene kind of goes on for a couple minutes is interesting to me because again we talk about this all the time. The show usually doesn't have a lot of like excess stuff. They usually Dialogue are extremely scenes. efficient with the information that they have to communicate, and they're yeah. not heavy handed with like, it. The last episode was very efficient in like. Yeah okay we have to get to these characters to a point where they can have this important conversation yeah. how do we get there like we're what, not wasting time but we need to build it up to a certain place like they did that very well this episode is a meandering a little bit i think i i wonder if like the whole story as it was being written was too big for one episode and so they split it into two and the second episode ended up being like maybe short and so they added some stuff i don't know production yeah. is strange i don't know how this maybe came together but yeah this part did seem a little like slow to me just because like there's a conversation with uh benny and this guy drake when he's like playing dominoes but hexagonal, hexagonal sort of with dominoes. another guy yeah. and like no one really notices omega even though she's sitting next to a stranger on a different bench i was really confused about that i was really i was sure that we were gonna have like a moment where they were almost gonna find her out and yeah. then, like they don't uh, and obviously then we, you know, we get the key card that we need. Great. And then we just kind of like wait around to like figure out who's top burner. And like, I get, I get that it's an important plot point that like, you know, we need to see that there's like a huge food scarcity and that's kind of like a leash that these kids are on. And yeah. like, that's not okay. Obviously we need no. to paint a picture that Mako is not a good person, but yeah. we've already seen him like chowing down on food at this point. And we already have seen multiple times Benny be like, cause he finds the ration bar that's on the floor of the Marauder. It's clearly clear that these lads and these children are hungry. They yeah. are not in a good place. Yeah. So they're like, not being taken care I don't, of. Yeah. I feel like I could maybe have gone without this. Like, and again, because it didn't really feel like, because Benny didn't go with the crew, right? At the end of this episode. He yeah. Stays. Yeah. 
Um, like that could have served if he was like, this is the last straw. Like there's got to be something better out there, even though like, but I feel like I can't leave because I have no means to do that. Right. And yeah. then like being presented with an opportunity and being like, okay, you know, but he doesn't leave. Well, and especially since like, I think Omega, so they get to this control room to search on the shields and, or get the information to shut down the shields so that tech can do it remotely when they're yeah. in the ship. Um, and Benny, you can see him hesitating to press the alarm or not. And he eventually does. But then there's time between that and like when the guards actually come yeah. to investigate. And so they have a conversation and you can can see uh like omega's just like well you can leave right like why are you still here which is like obviously like this is a good question um but benny says like i was assuming because like he would say i don't have a way out like where would i go and like how am i leaving he says this is my home which is a good answer like i can i can understand that being your answer but this feels like a better answer like to a question after you know after they overthrow mako and like and they're like come with us they're like but yeah i i would have half expected her to be like you could come with us or like we can put you we can take you somewhere or like let us introduce you to sid because like he is firmly like a thief kind of archetype character yeah um but that doesn't happen and but that would be a great response great response for that where he's just like well this is my home and i kind of want to build it up yeah, you it's know, important now, now that we now that we've we have that opportunity yeah. now. It's like the previous conversation, the, this one they're having in the control room could have been more of a like logistical, like I can't leave. This is the only life I've ever had, and it could have been a more like an ideological kind of like because he's a thief. He ha- clearly has no qualms about breaking the law. Not that they're kind of in like a, a lawless sort of Western town sure. setting. So like, what does that even mean? But like, Omega is a little more of like the lawful kind of yeah. Uh, person here so like they could have had a better conversation about like ideology and stuff and like i don't know i'm actually really surprised that like they have a little bit of a conversation but like it's not that it's not that deep like it's not that um challenging i don't think to omega i don't know what she learns here yeah i like besides the fact that like and again it's not like it's pushed in this episode the concept like at the end tech and her talk about like oh there are bad people outside of the empire everywhere bad there are bad people everywhere right but i i feel like this conversation doesn't necessarily push that idea because like they do have an interaction between like in in that talking about mako and Mm -hmm. like the fact that he sucks but like you know uh benny doesn't really like uh, agree with that and like he's just kind of like oh he like cares about us or whatever the fuck yeah which is like obviously right after they they figure out omega finds records of him like cooking the books or whatever and lying to them well yeah they're just he's just straight up lying to them um and being like our profits are not as good i don't feel like that conversation shows to omega anything more than she already knew about people being bad again it's not like we were it's it's not like mako appeared and was designed to be not shady you know and then a big reveal is that he is actually shady and it's like oh you can't really trust people there are bad people in the world but also there's good people that being like the final like thrust of this episode yeah it's just kind of like shady from the start he's shady we know he's shady it's sad that this kid thinks that he's like yeah. helping them i'm actually it's a good really... illustration of again a, an abusive relationship but like yeah. it doesn't feel like it's helping omega learn much besides the fact that people are sad <laughs> yeah i'm actually just surprised that the conversation didn't also move towards like well you know like you're the people that you work with are probably doing the same thing to you or like it's like i don't know like benny doesn't ever compare his relationship with mako to like what he sees with omega and the boys other than saying like they really treat you like they're one of you're one of them and she's like i am like she never has to defend or explain to him the type of relationship that she has where it's like well we're a family and he's like what's that or like well you know that's not what the family i've seen looks like you know and i do think that that could have been a good 
plot point in there because I believe in the last season we had a similar conversa- conversation between Omega and and someone I don't remember, <laughs> which is such a helpful piece of information. Yeah. But like you know, uh, her explaining. Well, I guess she maybe explains this to Hera in devil's deal or whatever of like their relationship and it's like you know they're they're squad mates and they're siblings essentially you know those are my brothers yeah yeah i i feel like maybe that could have been an interesting way to bring that back is like let's compare relationships and like you know these people would never do that to me like maybe you should look at your own relationship sort of a thing yeah this was an interesting conversation uh, even the fact that she's like oh hey in- interesting that he seems to be lying to you and then mako's like hey what <laughs> or or then, benny's like hey what? oh benny yeah. yeah uh sorry and then they just kind of look at it and that's when i don't know it feels a little like anticlimactic in here it's just kinda, i think this episode that's weird. a good way to put it it feels a little anticlimactic like you know everything's gonna work out fine yeah. um but like yeah i don't know and then there's this whole like confrontation between like mako and the rest of the lads and this like second in command that he has drake, drake um with the with the full neck tattoo <laughs> They all he's like 15 yeah i do like who's giving these <laughs> lads neck tattoos yeah i do like them like they're very cool but yeah they're looking. cool i mean i like i like tattoos on characters yeah. i do like benny's so i like that he has those two like strips i wonder like if they mean anything or if it's like just i don't know we're kids with a tattoo gun so we just decided <laughs> to do this mako was like i know what'll keep these kids distracted from my shenanigans is like what if i bought them a tattoo, tattoo gun, gun and yeah. they have to share it they're um, like why couldn't we buy more get more food and he's just like i got tattoo you this gun. tattoo gun they're like oh hell yeah <laughs> Um, They're like, never mind. <laughs> we'll be hungry. Give me that. I would like to uh, quickly note in, mm-hmm. in that you said, you know, you know, everything's going to work out being in this episode is kind of anticlimactic. A couple episodes ago in that episode, Tribe, we talked about this, yeah. but mostly in the context of Gunji in this fight with that um, water Trandoshan. Trandoshan. I was like a lizard person. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are. Yeah, I'm not wrong. That being also kind of like we knew what was going to happen, but that I honestly feel like makes more sense when it comes to like a Jedi character. And I think is also kind of why that has become less, we're less than enthused about that because like it's fun to have the epic hero thing, but we always know what's going to happen. That makes sense for that piece. Well, and I think that whole episode, they weren't setting it up like maybe he'll die. Like, yeah, they were setting up with like a, is he going to go overboard or, you know, what's, it was more like, will this villain, and get the just desserts that they deserve yeah whereas Um, yeah sorry i was gonna say whereas in this episode having sort of a lack of climactic things happening a lack of build you know it feels just kind of like it's falling flat because we don't i don't know it's just it it felt like it was gonna be it could have been something different i just like as i mean given like the bad batches like track record and especially with like kids and stuff and like doing the right thing and like being very solid in that i was like of course they're gonna get rid of this like fuckwad guy and they're gonna free these kids i'm surprised sorry continue with no your i'm thought. just like but it wasn't like i don't know there was there, i don't think there was enough suspense in this episode no that is a good way um, a uh, good thing to say it was still fun and i liked seeing the uh like design of the mine and like the, yeah seeing more of this planet and how we do things here but like the suspense was just like kind of missing for me yeah, I, I felt that there are some pieces here that were like didn't happen the way that I think maybe they should have happened. Mm-hmm. And then things that were kind of maybe slightly more predictable. Like we haven't even really talked about like that we get these interludes with the batch when they're trying to fix the ship. And then there's like these two lads who show up and they like have to chase after them. Yeah. Which is like. And then that kind of leads into this confrontation with M- Mako where what, yeah. he, he's found them in the uh, in the control room office kind of area. Yeah. And I was half expecting to for Mako to be like uh, thinking correctly that Benny 
brought her here for a reason because like yeah that he was somehow at fault I as well don't know. yeah I don't know why he wouldn't because like I feel like you only run a, a ship like this with fear so I don't know why like you would let other lads see this lad kind of do this thing and then kind of get off easy for it. You mean like breaking in? Yeah, because like, he doesn't even like, as soon as the door opens, he's not just like, I found her here. Like I caught her. Yeah, he's like, he's kind of just standing there. But he, and I was thinking about this during the episode because he just pushes a, he just pushes a button. It's not like he um, sends a message or something. He doesn't say he, anything. Yeah. He doesn't, or he doesn't turn his comm on or like, I don't yeah. know. And then like lead the conversation somewhere, which like, I guess they're, like, he's not trying to be like incredibly sinister again. He's like kind of desperate. And that's yeah. the only reason he's doing this but like i don't know it would have been a better betrayal too i think yeah for him to be like aha i've ever had i've apprehended her also if we want to talk about i mean it would have been sad but like if this episode didn't resolve itself with a neat little bow yeah like if benny sold her out and then the batch had to save her she had to get out of there and he continued to be yeah you know in the exact same situation that they found him in and the conversation then was like i guess bad people are everywhere and And sometimes we don't win and sometimes we don't win and sometimes there are people who aren't necessarily bad but they're so desperate that they do shitty things like i I feel like maybe that would have been more of a narrative a really complicated potentially kind of like more of an adult concept of like i don't know there are bad people and there are bad people who abuse other people and those people will do shitty things to you but i feel like that would be kind of on theme with like yeah the the like she learns a hard lesson of like sometimes people leave in your life and it's not forever but it's hard to deal with and you're dealing with a form of grief here and continuing to like at least we're on kind of a trajectory of like a little bit of a melancholy trajectory she's learning some difficult lessons she's having to deal with some difficult things yeah especially because i mean and i have no idea what's coming but maybe like it's hard doing this obviously (laughs) not knowing what's and you know maybe we'll just get really proven wrong because every time we hey, open our sometimes mouths sometimes we open our mouths and get immediately so wrong. wrong i mean but to be fair it's a joyous experience to be proven wrong by Absolutely. this show so but yeah it, it's hard because like i think we could have again the first half of the season i feel like could have been you know happy good times family and then we hit the me- mid-season uh-huh. and we learned that and like, it all starts going down the hill we, from there echo leaves obviously yeah. but we also learned that really hard-hitting thing of like hey sometimes you do the right thing and things don't work out and sometimes you lose your ship in your home like yeah it's like it's one of those things too where like even if they did get the marauder back in this mm-hmm. episode like it could have been like a sad win because like they they left this place and it was they left it the way they found it or shittier than they or found it or maybe they lost some things or like i don't know it's like their ship I, sucks now <laughs> it I don't sucks know. now like um, i, I would have it would have been really interesting to have like echo leaving losing the ship learning the lesson that like sometimes good people choose to do the wrong thing or are being kind of like yeah uh, uh, put in a situation the where they have to yeah exactly like that would have been like a one-two punch okay let's see where we go i mean yeah and then can you imagine (laughs) reintroducing into this story where we have just like people who've been fucked over and have seen terrible things reintroducing like fucking charlie rampart into the story sid betrays them or something like that like yeah just introducing like a wild card that we now have yeah i feel like we should have done that more or again if we had an episode that was more yeah like melancholic i guess and just or like like, sometimes they don't win you know I am a fan and we talk about this a lot because we look at a lot of stories of media that we consume and then nitpick them and shuffle things around because yes. that's the people we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think we have to fix it. We I can fix him. Um, and him is a story. I the, was narrative. <laughs> the narrative. Him is the narrative. Um, I can fix him. Asterisk the narrative. <laughs> I feel like we talk a lot about the fact that 
uh, more people should introduce losses into great big narratives like this. Yeah, just if your heroes are always stakes, right? again, and I'm not saying we should like push this to fucking Game of Thrones level, where no. like, oh, anyone could die, who's gonna die? Because that's just shock value. I mean, and, and we've talked about that death isn't the worst thing that can happen. No, and I think they're doing a really good job of like, I mean, Echo leaving was a big blow, yeah, um, and all that stuff. But um, I'm not saying we should push this to Game of Thrones yeah. levels, but I think that introducing some harder conflict yeah would be an interesting thing because we we seem to know these characters pretty well at this point and they seem to have kind of figured out how they work minus echo now i mean that's part of part of the conflict yeah. but like i'm really surprised that we're still having it just feels like again yeah the first part of the season was like we're learning about things we're learning omega is just like really absorbing a lot of life lessons yeah and then the second season should have been like okay let's put that into practice now or let's learn some harder lessons yeah and learn and and use what we had learned to bolster our faith in humanity and uh you know people kind i i don't know what to call aliens <laughs> everyone sentient species sentient sentient species sentience. yeah i it's hard too because it's like i almost would have liked you know even if we went with this um trajectory of this episode where it's like okay we're gonna go to this mine and get the marauder back and whatever if like maybe this was more of an episode about again the batch boys and maybe like because we haven't really seen the fact like a lot with echo being gone how it is affecting like how they plan things except for in the previous episode the one time where they're like oh we don't have enough people to guard and also do this like i i want some like blunders here because like you know we're missing a key component now i i mean they're kind of learning again to walk with three legs instead of four at this point like i guess that's a way that you can put it they're they're they are experiencing like uh, sorry uh, can i ask about the number of legs i was thinking of a dog okay <laughs> because if it I was, was like, a human pe- people have two legs i know people have two legs but it, i mean i guess you could still walk with it's more you're more hopping but you would need like a crutch is what i mean i see versus like if a dog loses a leg they can still function yeah, just yeah, fine. Yeah. and then i was like is it because they have three people in the batch like adults instead of four <laughs> it didn't really have to do with the amount okay, of people they I had just now. more the ability of a dog to continue walking on three legs instead makes of four. sense thank you for explaining versus a human who kind of has to hop around yeah and or have a prosthetic yep. leg cool so anyway that's my <laughs> metaphor <laughs> apologies for just stopping the train in the no, middle okay. and just being like i don't understand your legs it's <laughs> always important to ask questions when we don't understand things that's something that i have to reassure myself in instead of just yeah. nodding and being like i get it of course and then not getting it yeah um what were we talking about i don't remember three legs instead of four they're kind of learning to to like deal with this hole that's been left yeah so they're trying to fill that and like continue to function the way they were but they can't because they don't have the people that they did yeah i wish that was more of the the exactly Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 and again it's a fun episode it's just like i at some point especially at this point in like a second season i get that second seasons feel like potentially kind of difficult to handle yeah like it's kind of an unknown it's like a second book in a trilogy i think it's harder because um i don't know you're having to reckon with like what you've done in the past that makes it sound way more dramatic than it is i mean but like you have to reckon with the things that happen in season one and then also like the new direction you're going to so like you're it's it's like the midpoint between obviously it's the midpoint between season one and season three (laughs) but like you're it's the bridge that is uh you know connecting these two things yeah I just, it's, uh, every day it'll not be, it will never not be surprising the characters that we have and have not seen. Um, I I am getting continuously worried about not seeing Lama Sue because I'm, I'm really surprised if, I would be very surprised if they 
save her until the finale. Yeah. Do we want to briefly go over how this episode ends? I mean, we kind of have talked about it a little bit. Yeah. And just that, you know, the children revolt against their mine owner and they become, I don't know, like a labor union, essentially. Now they just become a mine full of children. And like, (laughs) Socialist mine. What gets me is that like, now that Mako is gone, I mean, like you have the immediate, like his kind of circle being like, oh yeah, life is better now. But it's like, there's still like children thieves like in a mine yeah like we didn't have them interact with hunter or tech or wrecker or even omega in a grand way of being like yeah we want to like sow goodness and back into the universe instead of like being selfish because like it's clear that like uh they have people down there working in the mine as like a punishment that mako has said this is your punishment go work for me 10 years in the mine the the worst job so like are they going to continue doing that to people like we don't really get like an over under on like are you moral now just because you don't have like i don't know (laughs) i i I think it's interesting that you bring that up because i think maybe this is also another reason why this episode falls a little flat because it's kind of splitting the difference between like again Benny doesn't go with the batch and is like, he's not like uh, interested in seeking a different life and like, oh, you showed me like what it is to help other people or something like that. Like, yeah. Also, the batch doesn't super get involved in this like children in a mind thing. They're just like, anyway, we overthrew you. Maybe a a slight oversight (laughs) on their part. Like if Echo were here, Echo would be like, no, 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 we have to help the mind children. There's there's a mind full of children here. (laughs) And they're like, it's fine. The rest of the batch is like, we did great. We got rid of that shitty guy that was running the children. Anyway, we're going to leave the children in the mind. And Echo's just like, no, 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 no. There's still a bunch of kids working in a mind. Guys, there are kids in a mind. (laughs) It's child. Have you heard of child Child labor? labor? laws so they and then so yeah they just create the child labor laws they created here was that the children do the labor but they're also the bosses which is better than them not being the bosses but also no confront no confirmation that they are continue going to continue to operate don't see yeah any follow through they don't get rescued from this even though they're children they don't there's not like a way out where like because it used to be like i don't know we used to grow something on this planet and then we fucked it up and now we're gonna go back to that you know yeah and also like i think benny says this is like it's the only life i've ever known so previous like presumably this is the same he's in the same boat as a lot of these other kids where like this is the only thing they've ever seen or known it's like what's stopping those people from just doing the repeating the same abuse cycle that they've only ever learned from and i'm not saying that like this isn't this shouldn't be like a are people naturally good or bad and like is it a lord of the flies situation (laughs) i'm not saying that but like there's again end up happening here in this mind is a lord of the flies situation like but truly what's stopping like drake from being like i'm mako now you listen to me like what's stop there like we didn't have a conversation between like hunter and the other boys being like okay you need to treat each other with dignity and respect now you hear you hear (laughs) and they're like yes sir they're like yes sir yes sir uh boy howdy yes I just, again, I think this could have benefited from a conversation between anyone and the Bash (laughs) or Omega where it's like, I see how your team works. It seems really cool and equal and like whatever. And then Omega's like, yeah, it's because we care about each other. And then like when Mako gets fucking golemed in the fucking mine hole, uh, the boys, the lads who work in this mine could look around and be like, we care about each other. Like, we're going to do better. Hurrah. You know, even if they still want to work in a fucking mine. But like, yeah. I just it's we don't we kind of leave it as an unknown 
That's what makes this wrap up of tech being like, there are always going to be good, bad people, but there's always going to be good people. Yeah. Like and it's us. like, okay, but who are <laughs> and the they just child like go back to their ship. And I'm just like, hold this. on. I feel like you're like ignoring some logistical <laughs> issues. Are How do the here. kids get food? <laughs> How do they get water? Who do they sell the Ipsium to? Is that going to become a problem now that Mako is gone? Yeah, like, I do. I mean, like, I think it's sweet that we have, like we talked about at the beginning yes. of our episode that we have a conversation with Tekken and Omega because it wraps up, you know, this two-part thing well because, you know, we had a lot of stuff with them previously. But it's weird because it's like, yeah, we understand the concept that there are bad people everywhere. But, like, and, you know, it's nice to add that there are good people everywhere, sure. But you have this, like, entire unknown factor that kind of doesn't feel like it fits with that narrative super well. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you were just going to nod and say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, I think, one of the more challenging um endings to these episodes and again um, i just enjoyed... a little it's a it's kind of a weird departure because i feel like all the other ones have been like pretty like okay yeah i feel like we i could point, pinpoint what we learned here and what happened and yeah. like and, and, i don't know and again this, one... this episode was fun to watch yeah like, it was an entertaining thing i like i like this boy mine that you introduced <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like they're mining boys they're, that's how they get more people to work in the mine is that uh from underneath the ipsium is where boys grow yeah. like orcs in lord of the rings <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was born in this stone. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what I was saying. So I, uh, I, I think uh, we can sort of connect it with yeah. this. Is that like, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's uh, a little challenging to me. Again, it's a fun episode. I enjoy these episodes. I think they're just good fun. But uh-huh. that's kind of the, like, I think overall the gist of Star Wars animation is that it's pretty fun. It is that fun. That is what it is. I think that's, like, a more of a modifier for Clone Wars because you, we do have these, like, arcs, but the grander story is, like, we're in the middle of the Clone Wars. So, like, I think there's a little more room to, like, just have fun stuff around yeah. and just, like, have thing you know, have these different, telling these different stories. This is a different sort of animal because we're dealing with these like this main ensemble cast yeah it feels like it should be more guided so yeah in the first season i think people complain about filler in the first season and i don't think that's fair because i think there were filler episodes but again they, they did were a lot they were like further characterizing these characters like you learn lessons like even if it's not directly related to like the main big plot like you still get something out of it and i'm just a little challenged by the filler parts in this season so far again we don't know where this is going we could be uh, immediately proven wrong on upon watching the I would next love episode to be immediately proven wrong <laughs> and again it was just like it wasn't enjoyable it was an enjoyable episode it was fun to watch but yeah it seems just a little bit different than season one as far as like rhythm and, and pacing yeah goes. i think even like it's pretty different from the first half of this season yeah. just because uh i mean sans oh my god what is that one episode with fee called uh, and uh, tombs yeah uh i feel we thought like it was gonna be really dramatic and it wasn't and it wasn't i want angst give me angst oh yeah also where's she at what's happening with her she's just why out. have you introduced this character and then like wh- where is she yeah i'm assuming she'll come in later but i just like uh it's challenging to me because i feel like even in like some of the fillery episodes of the f- the first part of this season we were still introduced to concepts like in faster we got like you know sid and that whole thing we got Mm -hmm. to see more tech but even just the concept of like we injected more humor into this yeah it was fun to see how that worked in this world i really enjoyed that Mm -hmm. and like you know i mean like tribe wasn't like my super favorite from this season but i still think it was was we got got to talk about uh understanding other people's cultures and and reclaiming your own culture and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. important things to talk about Mm -hmm. you know i liked the last episode that we watched 
This one is just, it feels a little weak coming off of the coattails of an episode where we had a lot of like really solid conversation and like some solid character development. Yeah. And I wanted to continue that as I've talked about 800 times already. So it's, I think that's what makes this one kind of more of a, not a disappointment, but it's like, it kind of feels unfulfilled because like the last episode felt like a really good setup. Anticlimactic. Yeah. For what this episode could have been. And then it didn't really feel like it it matches it tonally. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was batch shenanigans, which we love, Mm -hmm. but like we've had a lot of batch shenanigans, like. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for yeah, not some big s- yeah, yeah, some <laughs> big bites of, of plot, please. Y- yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I think uh, I mean I'm so excited for next week's episode. Yeah, um, I again, what the fuck has happened to these other characters? I don't know. <laughs> I I, I love every that time I, f- I open the goddamn picture of the episode titles, I see Pabu first, and then it always makes I'm me really laugh. curious about Pabu. Watch Pabu be like the best episode of this. Kiana's <laughs> <Kienna is> Pabu. <laughs> I want to know. All right. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be publishing episodes every Monday. So join us next time for episode 11, Metamorphosis, the Franz Kafka theme episode. (laughs) Just for you. Just for me. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also Instagram and Twitter at The Batch Pod. So if you like story and you like Star Wars, then tune in for the next episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Batch. Bye. Bye.